0: What's up everyone? Welcome to episode 234 of the FMRx podcast. I'm Jay. And I am the brainless one. And we are in store for another Friday edition of the FMRx podcast.
1: It it might be another Friday edition next week. uh, Just based off of how absolutely insane next Saturday is going to be for myself. Uh, And it's SummerSlam. And at SummerSlam next
0: and Saturday, and NXT a takeover, I
1: think, isn't it? SummerSlam's on Saturday,
0: so they're doing takeover on Sunday and SummerSlam on Saturday.
1: Yeah. SummerSlam's on Saturday, stop, so stop playing with my emotions. I'm stop not playing you. with your emotions. You're That's how it's my- rolling. I'm gonna have
0: am I'm gonna have a conversation with Vince McMahon. He's already blocked me a few times, so. But yeah. anyway, we got quite a bit we got to get into this evening. Uh, we're gonna talk about. Those releases that happened right after last week's episode, literally right after last week's I episode. I mean, after we had
1: kind of talked about, why is Connor Reeves still have a job?
0: I know, that was the funny part. Uh, I mean... Oh, shit. I felt, you know, I actually felt bad about that one. Uh, but, well, I, will,
1: I will say this, if it wasn't for those releases, I wouldn't have known he was still at NXT. <laughs> <laughs> so, sometimes there are people where you're like, oh, they're still working?
0: Um, Also, we will be discussing uh, what happened with the meeting between Vince McMahon and Adam Cole, baby, as they had a very important meeting last week um, in regards to the status of Mr. Adam Cole's contract that expires right after NXT TakeOver next week. Um, is he going to be going to the main roster? Has he re-signed? Is he going to leave when his contract's up? Is he going to AEW? Is he going back to New Japan? Is he going to Ring of Honor? Is he going to become the third co-host of the F and Marks podcast? We don't know. Only time will tell. Yeah. But uh, we'll get into that as well. Um, we're also going to talk about uh, their debut of AEW Rampage tonight.
1: Yeah. Uh, th- you know, they-, they got Captain Derpface. In the main event, going against Christian Cage. And and ironically enough, they're putting the Impact World title on the line tonight. And we'll get into that.
0: I I think it's funny, and I'll I'll get into that in a little bit, about tonight's main event, too. So, yeah. Um, No, it's not to that extent. Um, Mr. and Mrs. Wrestling have some news that we're going to break today. Uh, Keith Lee gave everybody a little bit of an update in regards to his health and why he
1: was out of action for several months. There's a whole bunch of other things like Ember Moon was pulled from NXT this week, uh, and, and just like a whole bunch of little tidbits that happen, like what what might be possibly be going on with Ric Flair next. I mean, I mean it's I, I, I mean tell it's you, obvious. I can tell you exactly it's what obvious too. And
0: I really hope that I really really hope that what it is is not going to be what happens. But we'll yeah. get into it, yeah, because we always do. So what do you want to start off with, cousin Jay?
1: You know, let's uh, since it was the thing that happened right after the show last week. Let's start with the NXT releases. They released what was it, eleven or twelve people? Uh, a dozen. And I had to think about that. For th- there were definitely a couple names where you're like, um, "Well, that's interesting. Why why'd they release this person? Like, that? I mean, for me, the biggest name that se- jumped off the page was Bronson Reed. Is, I mean, the- he was the biggest person on the list. There's that. And the he fancy, was the North American champion. Like a month ago. Not that long ago. It seemed like there were high hopes for him. And then, like, he had a dark match. Yeah. Like, oh, this dude is obviously getting called up to the main roster.
0: I would say his he was definitely the biggest name on that list. Um, obviously, guys like Leon Ruff was a big surprise for me. I wasn't expecting him to be sure. released from it. Uh, one of the guys, ironically, from the Diamond Mine that just came out... I mean, yes, granted, the guy, I forget the guy's name, I'm terrible with names, but uh, the guy for the Diamond Mine who was there before they brought in Roderick Strong was part of the releases. Tyler and Rust. That's it, Tyler Rust, thank you. Um, I mean, Bobby Fish was on that list, and I was like, I would say he is the most decorated and had the most success of anybody on this list because he's been there longer than anybody else, but I understood that one. He's been injured a he's lot He's been lately. injured a lot, he's in his he's 40s. Right it's like, how, how much longer... It's like, he's not part of uh, the Undisputed Era, and it's a, it's a shame, because I actually like Bobby Fish a lot, but, you know, I understood, I understood that one.
1: I think he's going to end up as a coach at oh, some point, uh, whether it's NXT or starts his own wrestling school. I think that's going to be the path for him. Or he's going to... Uh, one thing that I think could be a great thing for him is he could start his own business of showing people how to groom their beard. He could start up his own
0: line of beard balms. Maybe I can go into business with him, and it's like Bobby's Beard Balms.
1: Bobby and, and Bobby's.
0: Bobby and Bobby. Bobby, Bobby. Yeah, double Bobby. Bobby Square. The fishing guy. Ha! <laughs> See, the fishing guy, the fishing guy. I like it, Jake. I'm gonna have to pitch that to him. Fishing guy beard balm. But I like it was. It was just so weird because at the t- first of all, the timing of it was just terrible. Right after SmackDown was over, like literally, literally. Literally. How many times am I going to quote Chris Traeger today? But literally, right after SmackDown was the... And we, and everybody was just blown away because we all knew that Adam Cole was having this big meeting with Vince McMahon right before SmackDown. And it's like during this meeting, where were the calls being... Like, I, apparently the calls were being made during SmackDown. And one of the caveats to this I thought was interesting was Triple H had no idea that this was going on. And... Just the more that we've that's come out on this is just incredible. Apparently, now this means WWE is going to be rebranding and, and doing something retooling. different. Retooling. Retooling NXT. We're no longer going to get the matches that we've been getting. Now it's going to be going back to being the WWE developmental brand. Probably because of the fact that NXT got a little too big for their britches. Could be. It could be because of the fact that Triple H did what he did with it. Could be. Could be the fact that they lost the Wednesday Night Wars yeah, that's probably what it is.
1: So, one of the things coming out of this is the reason for the shakeup and the reason for the releases. It's all being put on Triple H. Yep. Basically, saying Triple H did not have a a great plan and a great way, kind of moving forward. M- more or less, Vince McMahon wanted Triple H to vanquish AEW. A- and. Vince McMahon believes that it was Triple H and Triple H's lack of vision why AEW defeated them on Wednesday nights. I,
0: can I play devil's advocate here? If AEW, if Dynamite was on Mondays instead of Wednesdays, going up against NXT, if they were, if they were not, if. If AEW wasn't going up against NXT and they were on Monday nights going up against Raw, they'd murder Raw, too. The only show that they would have no chance against is Roman Reigns' of SmackDown Live. I'm sorry. Roman's on a whole different level right now that we've never seen, and he is really untouchable. I, I can't. There's no way. They could, they could bring in Dr. Dirtface and the, and the dentist and, and, and the dipshits that are the tag team champions all they want. I don't care. They would not beat Smackdown. There's a reason why Rampage is starting at ten o'clock tonight and not eight o'clock. Because they know better that, that Rampage is not going to be able to compete with SmackDown. Give it some time. Maybe they'd move it up to maybe nine. See what how that fares. Maybe they move it to eight. It's possible. It all it just it really just does depend on what goes on with the show going forward. I'm interested to see what happens. They're definitely loading up the card tonight because I think we believe we have the Tag Team Championships on the line tonight. I believe Britt Baker is also defending her title against Red Velvet tonight. And I know that uh, Kenny Omega is fighting Christian Cage for the Impact Championship Wrestling
1: title. Uh, But, you know... So... On one hand, I would say, yes, Vince McMahon can put the blame... On Triple H, you know, Triple H has WWE's resources behind him. To be fair, Cody Rhodes has a billionaire's money behind him. On top of that, this is me saying, Vince McMahon, look at yourself. AEW wouldn't even exist it for you? if it wasn't for you. In screwing over very talented people in your years at WWE. Apparently, you didn't believe that Cody Rhodes could be a draw. That's why you never really pushed him that far. And when Cody, Love. like near the end of his run, you know, went to them, he, you know, he he was like, I feel like I've been a good. Sh- good soldier i felt like i i I built a good foundation to get that push where people would get behind me and vince mcmahon didn't didn't agree i i i think that's it's foolish too
0: because i think it's what we've been saying on this podcast what a lot of wrestling fans have been saying for years is the fact that vince mcmahon is stuck in his old old ways Yes, I understand that back in the, in the glory days when you had guys like Big John Studd and King Kong Bundy and Andre the Giant, and Hulk Hogan was no was not a midget by any means because he was like 6'8", 300 pounds, and he's Hulk Hogan. The rock Brother. was 6'5", 275. How I know that off the top of my head, I don't know. But, like, the, the you know, you guys you had these larger-than-life athletes, and it's like... And I get where he's coming from because you, you think of wrestlers, you think of these gladiators. You think of these guys that go up and beat the snot out of each other. But it's, it's a different time period now. It's not about these m- massive guys just pounding the shit out of each other. It's about these guys putting, telling a story and putting on one hell of a match. That's what wrestling is. It shouldn't matter if, if the person is 7 feet tall or if the person is 5'11". It, 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 if they could wrestle, they can wrestle. And the best example I could give of this... Was I remember because I always compare because you know me I love to compare because at the time the great Kali was getting built to be this monster great Kali couldn't have a wrestling match if his life depended on it it was like wrestling a tree that's the best way to put it a tree that's arms can move better than it could but. At the same time, they had Umaga. I know this is comparing in in this situation because it's like I'm saying big and small and all this stuff. But think about this. The Great Khali and Umaga were basically both brought up around the same time. And The Great Khali was getting pushed on one show and Umaga was getting pushed on another show. Umaga only got the Intercontinental title. I felt like Umaga was good enough that he could have been WWE champion or World Heavyweight champion. Instead, they gave it to The Great Khali, who I've been saying for forever... That the great Khali is the worst champion in WWE history. Whether it's world heavyweight or WWE champion. I'm sorry. He is the worst. worst. The worst. Absolutely the worst. And that's why I just never understood this whole, like, you need these meat shield guys to, to go over. Think about this. You you pushed your great Khali the way you did, and he's god-awful in the ring. And then you got Daniel Bryan, who Mark Henry lied to Vince McMahon about his size to get him into the WWE. Daniel Bryan, for the last 10 years, is the biggest star in WWE. And I I might get an argument because people would say it's either Roman Reigns or John Cena. I get that argument. But you tell me what was a better moment in professional wrestling over the last 10 years than Daniel Bryan's victory at WrestleMania 30 where he overcame the 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 corporation, sure. you know the, the the family and all that stuff, and he won the title beating Randy Orton and Dave Batista in the main event at WrestleMania 30, after he beat Triple H in the opening match to get put into the title match, and because Vince McMahon kept doing the stupidest things because he thinks that this is what they want, this isn't what we want. What we want is what we want, and you're not giving it to us, and that's the problem, because at the end of the day, wrestling is about. What the fans like us and you guys and everybody else who tunes in each and every week to Monday Night Raw or AEW Dynamite or you know Ring of Honor or whatever, what we want is what we want. And at the end of the day, the only it seems like the only fan that WWE gives a shit about is Vince McMahon and how he's entertained by what is being put out there.
1: As far as Triple H getting. The blame for this. Yes, AEW beat NXT. Yes, it did. You know, I think part of it goes to presentation. And... I'll give it that. Think of it back in the day when Impact was going against Monday Night Raw. Yep. When you see a building that's the size of what the Impact Zone was... Yep. Versus seeing a large crowd at Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm. What visually impresses you more? And what do we always talk about? It's presentation. All about presentation. What did the Performance Center and what did, did Full Sail University look like compared to what you watched on AEW?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It looked like, you know, small time. Yep. To, I, I mean...
0: It, it's, and, it's, and I will say this. It wasn't fair to put all this blame on Triple H because you put Triple H in charge of NXT and he he was the one that basically got stuck going up against AEW which was this new show. Now granted AEW even they ex- even they admitted that the the amount of people that tune in each and every week, they didn't expect it to be as big as it was. What well, they do over a million the first the first week, right?
1: I want to say it was 1.2 million, 1.2 million. The, the first week. They were expecting, like, they would have been thrilled with 500,000.
0: And they 1.2. And they get close to a million every single week. People tune in to AEW. Because, and I, I look at it like this. They shouldn't look at each other as competition. They should just look at AEW as an alternative. Because the way AEW is promoted and the way that AEW is put together is completely different than how WWE is put together and promoted and stuff like that. And, yes, I get it because it's not fair to Triple H cuz again he like you said he has the WWE backing but Tony Khan has his dad's backing. His, Vince McMahon is worth Vince McMahon and the McMahon family is worth just over a billion dollars. Tony Khan's dad is worth 7.6 billion. 7.6 billion. Tony Khan's dad could buy Vince McMahon over 5 fucking times.
1: Again, beyond that, there have been fans out there for so long that wanted an alternative to WWE and they looked at Impact as WWE like they wanted a true alternative and whatever weaknesses AEW has, they have an awful lot of strengths and they are vastly different than WWE.
0: Yep, agreed. I mean, I I, I will say this, like it's I know we shit on the stadium stampede matches, but it was something different, something we had never seen before. And they went with it, and it was like, okay. I thought it was a giant flop. I hated the, the stadium stampede. I,
1: I I liked the first one. I was less, like, the second one was all right. But, like, the first one was better. Uh, but th- they were working with what right. they had. They had. But it's like, I, I, I think the biggest thing for
0: me with AEW, and the reason why I haven't, like, fully embraced AEW, as a wrestling organization because of the fact that they have Kenny Omega and the young Fox who are what they are for AEW because if they're not executive vice presidents, then this whole thing doesn't become the way it is. And I just hate the fact because there's nobody. I'm starting to read, like, as much as I used to say about, like, nobody loves themselves more than Triple H loves himself, I am now convinced that Kenny Omega loves himself more than Triple H loves Triple H. And I know for the fact that the young bucks think, that they are the greatest thing ever. And I will argue until I'm purple in the face all fucking day, all fucking night, and I will argue that the Young Bucks don't even crack the top five greatest tag teams of all time. Yeah, they're not the Legion of Doom, and they're definitely not the Dudley boys.
1: No, they're they're not. And I understand uh, a team like the Young Bucks having the the ego that they have because guess what? They're self-made. They ended up getting their, their own like, line of clothing into all sorts of stores and became millionaires without Vince McMahon. Yeah. So they're like, hey, we did it on our own. We made money. We're going to be able to retire on our own. And, oh, by the way, you know they started an entirely new wrestling organization with the help of Cody Rhodes and Kenny Omega. And, and the Khan family and oh by the way they they they're doing pretty damn well
0: as as much as we sit here and we talk about how if it wasn't for the release of Cody Rhodes that none of this would have happened let's be serious if, if I can quote Lance Storm here if I could be serious for 1 second none of this happens without Tony Khan because I don't care what the young bucks brought to the table. I don't care what Kenny Omega brought to the table. And no disrespect to Cody Rhodes, because you know how I feel about Cody Rhodes. I love Cody Rhodes, but no, Cody Rhodes. None of this happens without Tony Khan, because they're not. They don't have that financial backing. Because yes, as, as much of a genius mind that Cody Rhodes is, because for crying out loud, he's Dusty Rhodes' son. So you know he's got. He's got creativity. That the, Dusty Rhodes is one of the greatest, most over, underappreciated minds in the wrestling business. Yeah? And I just, I think that all this happens without Tony Khan. And you can sit there and talk about Kenny Omega having these freaking world star, 55,000 star matches in the Tokyo Dome against Okada or a nine-year-old Chinese girl or whatever. At the end of the day, nobody gives a shit about Kenny Omega if he wasn't put on television by Tony Khan. Yeah. So the fact that that Kenny Omega thinks that he is... Like, oh. God, I've never hated anybody in wrestling more than I hate Kenny Omega. Yeah? I don't know why. I just do. I have a lot of hate in my heart. But, Sad. But, uh, and it's just, and, and, and since we're on the subject of the whole AEW, WWE thing, one of the things that's really getting me is all these AEW fans that are coming out and they're like, oh, God, like, this is so much better. Look at this, AEW and fuck WWE. And it's like, bro, where the hell have you been for, like, like you're like the guy who's, like, a, who won the, you're like a Buccaneers fan who didn't root for the Patriots in the past. Like, were you a Bucs fan, like, three years ago? Because I know you weren't an AEW fan three years ago. You were watching something. Right. So the fact that you're sitting there and you're going to shit all over Vince McMahon and WWE for what they did, and it's like, oh, well, you know, AEW's great and da-da-da-da-da. Both, let's be honest for... Again, for two seconds. Both shows have their flaws. Both companies have their flaws. Neither one of them is perfect. AEW is on the right path to figure it out and get and get to the right area where they need to be to be a successful wrestling organization. Vince just needs to get his head out of his ass before it's all too late, or he just has to just sell
1: the company. Right. So... Uh poor triple h taking a brunt of the the blame but you know that there are 12 people without jobs right now and you know more, more or less with bronson reed specifically after his dark match vince mcmahon didn't see anything in him and said why waste the guy's time i guess to an extent that's all right, well, you, you don't see anything in him, so let, let's just release him now so we can figure something else
0: Holy out. shit, Jay. I'm going to tell you right now, I that is the most savage thing Vince McMahon's ever done. <laughs> I just don't see it in this guy, so he's just got to go. Did he not watch NXT TakeOver?
1: Uh, I'm going to say no. I, I just, I, 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 oh.
0: What, what what didn't he see in the guy? The guy is over six feet tall, three hundred pounds. He moves like a freaking gazelle.
1: Yeah. What's oh, up, Jessica? What's up, Jessica? Yeah, you you know that, that that it's it's troubling, like. I mean, is he turning into Oli Anderson who gave away the Undertaker? Is he? I don't know. Okay,
0: hold on. Time on a second, Jay.
1: I mean, <laughs> what what if Cody Rhodes ends up being the biggest draw in wrestling history? W- what if one of the people released that went to AEW becomes the biggest draw in wrestling history? I'm not talking like John Moxley. John Moxley left in, on his own accord,
0: and he left on good terms too.
1: So, like, but if there's somebody WWE passed on, no, I don't see anything in him. Uh, like, Kona Reeves, yeah, you could say I don't see anything in him because nobody saw him on TV for the last two years. I
0: didn't see anything in him either. I never understood how he, he the,
1: the man supposedly with more charisma than The Rock c- c- couldn't get people to tune into any of his matches for, because, yeah, all that charisma. Oh, God. All that charisma. Uh,
0: I, I'm going to miss him more than, you, than people even realize how much I miss. I'm going to miss Kona Reeves. I'm going to miss Kona Reeves. Yeah, he he was one of those guys like I I can't even explain <laughs> I can't explain it I can't explain why I, I'm gonna miss Conor Reese because it was fun to make fun of him I I'm just as devastated with him leaving as I was when I, they released Cash's Oh no that one devastated me <laughs> that was a big loss for WWE catering Oh no they, that's where they save money because catering didn't have to spend nearly a third of what they're they, you know eight you know yeah I'm gonna be nice. No, <laughs> no, I've already. Didn't shown he him. do like the benefit show? Like a well, few he went weeks. three, three hours. If Nicole was watching, she would chime in and say, "Yes, he did the the benefit show for charity for three hours, where he did a three hour long gauntlet match or some shit like that." And there were like, like five people there. I'm like, I'm like, are you sure it was a charity wrestling event and not him at like a Sizzler?
1: Do you it, think it wasn't him in, going against Joey Chestnut?
0: Do you think? Do you think that he would how long do you think he would be at sizzler for if, if sizzler was still a thing? When do they open and when do they close? <laughs> I didn't even think of it but I remember years back I was at a Olive Garden with somebody. I don't remember who the fuck it was. That's how bad my memory is. It, it's tough getting old. But we were when we were there, I was talking to the waitress that we had and it was during the uh, all you can eat yeah. pasta. Sure. So I polished off like three bowls of pasta and all that stuff. So when she came over and she was clearing off the table and everything, and I asked her, I said, what is the most you've seen somebody eat in one of these, I was like, what is it, like five or six? She's like, I saw a dude come in here and eat 12 or 13 bowls of pasta during all you can eat. And the only reason he stopped at 12 or 13 bowls is because the place closed. And think of back at it now, I wonder if it was Chris Hero. I wonder if Cassius Ona was at the Olive Garden I was eating at in Connecticut and he had put down thirteen plates of pasta. I wouldn't put it past them.
1: You just never know. The it, world will never know.
0: It was actually a dude in like I think it was an army dude. She said it was like the guy in the military, I was like, ah, that makes sense. A one, a two, a three. But yeah. like it's just it, it's just mind blowing because the timing of it was just terrible. Because you just had all, you just released Bray Wyatt a week ago. You just released your most talented, your most creative. That's going to be the guy. You asked and you said, is there going to be a guy that WWE let go, that's going to go somewhere else and be a star? It's going to be Bray Wyatt. It's going to be Wyndham Rotundo. Okay. It's going to be him. And I can see a situation where... He they takes realize, over the Dark Order or what have
1: you. Negative one says, Uncle Bray, Uncle Fiend is taking over.
0: Oh, he won't be the Fiend, though. He'll be like the the mean bean fighting machine or some shit like that. Something stupid. I'm sorry, Malachi Black is stupid. I'll I'll keep saying it. Malachi, that's a stupid name. I like it.
1: It's biblical, man, but he spells it different because, you know, he's like the devil. Yeah. He should have been Tommy End. I've been saying that since he,
0: he had his one match in WWE as Tommy Anden lost, but the name everybody knows is
1: Black. That's the one they know because that's what they saw him on TV with.
0: Well, it's not like he's like Sebastian Rusev on AEW. He's Miro. That's what they know him as. Rusev. I still call him Rusev for crying out loud. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I just, I,
1: just with you release do the reveal. No. No. All right.
0: Not yet. We yeah, got t- we got time. Don't you worry. I all have right. it all. I have it all taken care of, and I'm sweating my nuts off. So obviously, yeah. it's coming soon because I, I can't keep sweating. But um, I just think that with the releases that you just did, with all the big people, with obviously with Alistair Black and freaking Braun and then you released Bray Wyatt a week ago or two weeks ago now. And then you do all these releases, and as all these releases are happening, you're having a conversation with Johnny Gargano about him potentially leaving WWE when his contract's up to go to AEW with his his girlfriend and all of his buddies from Japan.
1: So I don't know. Johnny just... Gargano.
0: What about Johnny Gargano?
1: He doesn't have a girlfriend. He has a wife. You know, and oh By talking, the way, talk
0: about Johnny Gargano.
1: Thought you said Johnny Gargano. I there. said
0: I thought I said Adam Cole.
1: No, you said Johnny Gargano. Oh my bad. By the way, uh, with that Freudian slip, we'll just. Talk about that. Uh, it was announced this week that Candice LeRae and Johnny Gargano are pregnant. Well, Candice
0: LeRae is pregnant. Johnny Gargano is not. I mean, if he's pregnant, I mean, damn, he looks good for pregnant.
1: Yeah. So. Uh, oh, shit. So she's pregnant, and The Way is going to be expanding. You think they're going to get out of The Way? Sure. We'll, well go I th- with that.
0: I think, I think they, we kind of had that feeling it was going to happen. With the whole Dexter Loomis and uh, Indy Hartwell storyline that's been kind of materializing over the last few couple months and everything. And we finally got that that blow-off blow type of thing. The payoff, I should say, for that. Because Indy Hartwell was having her date with Dexter Loomis on Tuesday. I loved it. I loved every second of it. It was, it was so fantastic. Dexter Loomis is so fucking awesome. I love that. Committed
1: day. to the character. Committed
0: to the character.
1: It, it, it yeah in considering the character and the move sets move set that he has i'm like going it fits yeah the the the, the creeper character that he has the creeper who we're going to find out has like you know this heart of gold yeah and i and i'm excited
0: for this because like you know they had the, the the moment where Candice LeRae is with Indy Hartwell. Indy Hartwell's getting ready for the date and everything. And it was just so nice. And Johnny and, and Candice were basically acting, acting like the parents that were so concerned with the their daughter going on the date. And, in fact, that Johnny Gargano even wore a disguise at the restaurant. I loved it. I loved it. This this whole new Johnny Gargano is I'm one million percent on board with. The, the, the 90s sitcom dad. Yeah. I, I love Johnny Gargano. He is fantastic. And it's going to be a crying shame when they rebrand NXT and he ends up on main event.
1: Yeah. Well, you know what? uh, Congratulations, first and foremost, to uh, uh, Johnny and and Candice here. absolutely. And they have, you know, carved out a niche for for themselves in NXT, or at least NXT as it was. Uh, And I I hope NXT you know, keeps folks like that around. It's like, when they brought up Karrion Cross and had him lose the way he did, and I'm like, oh, this doesn't smell good. And then, like... It's like, NXT is making WWE a bunch of money. And, and Triple H, or, or, or Vince McMahon, was upset they didn't beat AEW. Okay. You're still getting a bunch of money for this show and now all of a sudden you're treating it like trash. Yeah. Vince McMahon wanted it to be, you know, like SmackDown and Raw where he's going to get a billion dollars over 5 years from what one of the cable companies or one of the networks. Well, you know what? You didn't build WWF in a freaking week. Nope. You had to take a lot of chances and you had to do a lot of things and it took you a long time to get there. Guess what? And you were losing for a bit. Why, why didn't you fire yourself for and blame yourself for doing a poor job in 1995 with Doc, Dr. D'Isaac, Isaac fucking Yankum?
0: Yeah! And Drew Yeah! I, I mean... And the Repo Man! <laughs> I could go all day.
1: Why didn't you fire yourself? Why didn't you blame yourself for that bullcrap? But you're putting the blame on Triple H right here for something that is, like, NXT's been around for a bit, but it was starting from nothing. It was a a reality show.
0: Yeah. A terrible reality show, nonetheless. But But it
1: was a reality show that you turned into a brand that has made you money. And you just stop. I don't know.
0: I don't know. I, I think Jessica because Jessica just asked uh, that she has the question that she has is why is Vince destroying Triple H's baby? Because I think that at the end of the day, there's nobody more petty and and yeah, just nobody more petty and, than Vince McMahon. He he's very much butt hurt about the fact that NXT was not good enough to hang with AEW, and it's funny because they don't look at AEW than anything more than. A developmental brand. And maybe that's what Vince's point was. Is that Triple H turned NXT into this wonderful, wonderful thing. And it's like, you think about some of the moments that you've had. And and, and just in in, in NXT. You know, Matt Riddle being there in the crowd. Bobby Roode being in the crowd. You know, Nakamura, his entire run in NXT. the Finn Balor, Samoa Joe. You
1: know, I... Johnny
0: Gargano and Adam Cole having those uh, rivalries. Uh, Adam Cole and,
1: and Bailey and Sasha. Bailey
0: and Sasha. Think about all the wonderful things that have happened war in WWE. Games. Yes, we got the war games back. And it's just it's just a crying shame because it was something wonderful, and Vince is gonna go in there and absolutely destroy
1: it because he's petty. Without NXT, Pat McAfee doesn't exist in WWE.
0: Without NXT, you don't have the four horsewomen on the main roster. Without NXT, you don't have. Yeah, you don't have Dernerp, Dernerp. You don't have the Architect, who is now. The. I mean, you you player. may
1: have, you may have. You he may had have. built himself uh, up on the indie scene. Roman Reigns was not on the indie scene. You you wouldn't have had uh, Biggie. So I mean. There are a lot of great things that happened because NXT and Triple H, I think, should have been given more time. Agreed. To if, if you think about it,
0: because during the Monday Night Wars,
1: for years, what, two years, over
0: two years? that 83 WC- weeks. 83, 83 weeks, WCW beat the shit out of WWE on the Monday Night Wars. And it wasn't until they got too full of themselves and too cocky that ultimately cost them the Monday Night Wars. It was that, and a combination. It was a combination of that and just poor financial
1: yeah, handlings uh, of
0: contracts,
1: and to an extent, with Vince McMahon right here and, and uh, having Nick Khan doing a lot of things for WWE since he took over,
0: and whatever the woman's name that's helping Nick Khan. Uh,
1: but apparently, he's a stickler. WWE will not go into the red, and it's like. You were the most profitable you've ever been last year. And, and, like, like whenever they bring that crap up, I'm, like, going, no, no. Now, you could sit there and say, hey, look, we think we have more people than we need. Let's get rid of them. And part of the thing that they thought was an issue with Triple H is he was trying to stockpile talent, so AEW didn't get it.
0: And, and, I, and I get that aspect of it, because I kept saying, like, I don't understand why they keep bringing up all these people, because it's not like all these people are getting time. Because one of the people who actually got released this year was Brandy Lauren, who was from Evolve, and they brought her in. She did a couple of, like, things where she was in, like, vignettes. I want to say she was part of the whole Cameron Grimes was doing the bounce the ball. Um, he, was, he was doing the... The, the Million Dollar Million Dollar Man gimmick again. And, like, she got released, and it's like, well, other than a couple of vignettes that she did with Cameron Grimes, she didn't do shit. And this is a woman who was actually really good and evolved. And it's like, she just kind of got lost in the shuffle. You know, Vanessa Bourne, like, anybody really remember? Like, no. Vanessa Bourne had, like, what, four matches in the last year? She just got released. Mercedes
1: Martinez? Well, she was in some storylines. She lines. was, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking she, about, what she, was the other? Because uh, um, uh, she uh, challenged for the title. She did. And then, uh,
0: uh, what's her face? Uh, Ziya Lee knocked her out of NXT forever. I hate right, to say that. But she was part of not much. It was the uh, um, what the what was the other woman's name? that was down in NXT. that got released in uh, Santana Garrett. That was another one. She had like what three matches and two of them were the Royal Rumble and like one of them was the Battle Royal that they had at the Women's Evolution Pay Per View. It's they had way too many people there and a lot of these people weren't getting any other TV time other than being in vignettes or standing in there and wearing a black shirt and calling themselves security, which is where we saw the dude from. Central Florida, who was down at the performance center, the the, the Brock Lesnar two oh. yeah. Uh, Bedro, I think his name is, or something like that. That kid looks
1: like a beast. beast. Oh my god. What what was it? He and Swagger that got into it on Twitter. No, that was.
0: Uh, uh, Jake Hager got it in with that dude from the Olympics who won the Olympic gold medal. And after winning the Olympic gold medal for the U.S. in wrestling, he said, he he, 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 it, "Hi, yeah. Vince, and then him and Hager went back and forth. And I'm like, oh, man. I'm like, I really hope. I, I'm at that point now. I don't want to sound like a dick, but I'm kind of hoping that WWE flounders. I don't want to see people lose their jobs. And, uh, believe me when I tell you, I don't want to see people lose their jobs. Because and especially... I mean, we're still in the middle of a fucking pandemic. A year and a half later, over a year and a half later, we're still in a fucking pandemic. I really don't want to see people lose their jobs. I just want yeah. to see Vince McMahon fail. If that makes me a bad person, then I'm a bad person, and I'm sorry for that.
1: But if Vince fails, a lot of people will lose their jobs.
0: Yes, and I, I yes, I know it's 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 kind of like it's the a double, catch twenty two. Yeah, it's a catch twenty two, double edged sword. Because, like, I, I think that there are a lot of people who are very talented in WWE, but there's also guys, people in WWE who shouldn't be, like, like why are they wasting, like, they don't want to be in the red, but yet we're going to sit here and pay millions of dollars to Goldberg to get two monster matches a year because we don't want Goldberg to go to AEW. And that's another thing. Why are they getting mad because Triple H stockpiled all this talent when you guys paid a shit ton of money to Goldberg to wrestle two matches a year, two high-profile matches a year? And you don't want to be in the red? Because we're going to get the Rock at WrestleMania this year?
1: Because John Cena has to come back? Well, the thing is, is the people you're mentioning move the meter and bring money to WWE.
0: Oh, no, I, I get that. I, I understand A lot that. of money. I understand the John Cena. I, I will say that. I will understand the John Cena one because the man is still an attraction. He still will bring eyeballs to the screen. I mean, hell, I haven't missed the SmackDown since he's been on.
1: I don't miss SmackDown, period. But, But clearly, when Goldberg came back, if people were interested, Vince McMahon wouldn't keep signing him to deals, because originally it was like, yeah, I'm just here for the Goldberg match. Oh, uh, yeah, I'll do do Royal Rumble. Yeah, I'll do uh, WrestleMania.
0: Yeah, I'll fight Dolph Ziggler or SummerSlam.
1: still one of my favorite matches in... Everyone. but but you know they realized people were actually still tuning in for Goldberg obviously with the rock people will tune in for him uh, when he comes back yeah so but you my, know I, obviously they're they're drawing money and that's why they're paid what they're paid and but when it comes to these other people that were building up they didn't give them a chance right so it's
0: cuz like I said they brought in people like Brandy Lauren who did nothing when, anyway, when the, what, we, we've
1: been going on this too long.
0: Yeah, far. let's 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 move but on. It, so, it, let's...
1: It, 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 it's just it, it, it's upsetting that like you see stuff like this ha- happen. It's like they've basically been releasing people since right after WrestleMania of last year. Well, it, it, and there's been a shifting business model where they had to rehire live people
0: what was it like they they got rid of 52 wrestlers this year alone they fired 52 wrestlers this year alone
1: so uh, but you know I think this these might be the mistakes that uh, turn AEW from not just you know a pissant little company as Triple H called it uh, during his Hall of Fame speech for DX a couple of years ago yes. to being a true competition and I don't know about a global threat to WWE but definitely a threat to them in the United States.
0: Oh, absolutely. So,
1: Yeah. But speaking, since we were talking about NXT,
0: Adam Cole did have his interview last week or his meeting with Vince McMahon during SmackDown or before SmackDown or after SmackDown or something with SmackDown. Yeah. And there was a lot of speculation because his title or his contract expires at NXT TakeOver in August, next week. And they were wondering if this was going to lead to him getting a new contract and what this means for Adam Cole going forward if he did or didn't get his contract.
1: So, one of the things I saw out there was in general, Vince McMahon has redone the edict of he, he prefers bigger guys right now. But it was also stated there are exceptions to the rule because sometimes people are just so talented in so many ways that you overlook it and they said Adam Cole is that person. Because Adam Cole is is everything you want in a professional wrestler except for big. Yep. So. Tremendous on
0: the microphone of one hell of an in-ring performer and he's got, he's got charisma. He is, like you said, he is the perfect wrestler. And he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. Let's be serious. He is. And... I I don't know what this means for Adam Cole going forward. Is he going to end up on the main roster? Now, if he ends up on the main roster, he's going to end up on one of those two shows between Raw and SmackDown. Is he going to be kind of like one of those guys, like, yeah, we like him, but it's like, here, we're going to stick you in the mid-card and you can fight Apollo Crews for the Intercontinental title.
1: You know what I want to see? I want to see AJ Styles against Adam Cole.
0: I want to see AJ... I want to see Adam Cole versus Daniel Bryan.
1: Uh... Might be waiting for a long time with yeah, that one. Uh, uh, I I Adam Cole versus uh, Adam Copeland.
0: Hmm. I wouldn't mind seeing uh, the Battle of Adams, yes.
1: He's going to lose his wrestlers to AEW or somewhere else. And
0: I and I, I could I definitely see that.
1: But you know what, uh, Jessica? I think the bigger issue for Vince McMahon is like they're releasing all these people because they don't see them as valuable. But I think there are an awful lot of wrestlers that talk with each other behind the scenes. And I think there are plenty of wrestlers behind the scenes that are kind of tired of not having creative freedom and being able to grow their character in a way that they want to. Where it sounds like in AEW, they're given the freedom to do that. So instead of having to walk around on eggshells wondering who you're going to piss off and what have you, you go to a place, you work, and you're fulfilled. Yep. And I think there are some wrestlers that are just going to let their contracts expire with WWE and go to AEW and... That might be the groundswell that, within five years, turns the tide. Where Because Vince McMahon is always going to be Vince McMahon. Because
0: yep. like Vince McMahon said, the WWE is bigger than any name. You name it. He said it was bigger than... WWE still was successful once Hulk Hogan left for WCW and then retired. WWE was still a, a, a flourishing company once the Rock and Stone Cold left. Everybody is replaceable in WWE.
1: Right now it's WWE brand, but there are things that can hurt the brand, and I think there have been many things that have hurt the brand. And if you lose too many superstars, you know, it could really do some damage, especially if they go and thrive somewhere else.
0: And and it's funny, too, because one of the people who they're starting to lose, because you are going to lose people over time. Sure. Obviously, there's, that's the reason why we have these diehard AEW fans now that will get all butthurt about it. Because, like, one person in particular that comes to mind for me is El Jefe. How many times does El Jefe talk? I don't even watch WWE. I don't even know what the hell's going on with WWE. I don't even watch it. And, like, he, and he and every time there's a release or anything like that, he talks about it. He's like, this is why I don't watch the product. And there's people out there that don't watch the product. I have a hard time watching three hours of Raw every single Monday. Sure. I could breeze through SmackDown in those two hours and have a great and be enjoyed. Same thing with NXT every Tuesday. AEW, I'm good until that fucking derp-facing derp-a-derp is freaking on my TV. Derp-a-derp. Derp derp, derp, derp. derp. I just, eventually, you're gonna lose people. I've I've stopped, I stopped watching wrestling back in 2001 because of something that Vince McMahon did. It took me a couple of years and a doctor to get me to get back into WWE, but I mean, there it is. It happens.
1: What's up, Andy? What's Thanks up, Andy? Thanks for chiming in, man.
0: Uh, speaking of things that happened, did you notice that today is the first time I've actually worn... The black f and Marks podcast shirt.
1: I I did not know that.
0: This is the first time I've worn this. And it it looks good. And it it could be because of the fact that I want to promote that I have all these shirts. And they're going to be going out on discount because I just want to get rid of all these shirts. Yeah. And I have 39 of them left. So, if you want one, just let me know. I think I'm going to do yeah, it for 10 yeah, bucks.
1: If you hit us up uh, either on our Facebook page or send an email to thefnmarks at gmail.com.
0: Or you could do like what FN Marks Hall of Famer uh, Gags the Clown did and just message me on uh, Facebook Messenger and said, I'm a 2X. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'll get that right to you. Just send me your address. But, you know, I've got a bunch of shirts medium, large, extra large, double XL. So, whatever you're looking for, we, we got almost every single size you can think of. Yeah. But I thought it was interesting. Now, do, does the brainless one, I need to know, do you think the brainless one looks good in the F and Mark's podcast shirt? You do. Or, do, does he look better in the black and yellow? Yeah. Survey says
1: one more for the good guy.
0: I was so excited to wear this shirt. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd be lying if I said I, this is the first time I've worn this shirt. <laughs> I'd be lying if I said this is the second time I've worn this shirt. I'd be lying if I said I, I didn't wear this shirt for an entire week straight because yeah. 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 All right, so, Jessica, uh, yeah, just hit us up and uh, we can send, we'll can we send out a shirt to you. No problems.
1: Yeah. And, and, and what we'll do, uh, the yeah shirt. May become a, a shirt as part of our merchandise, uh, but we will be awaiting orders before we.
0: Yeah, before we pull. Before the we on. pull the
1: trigger on. Uh, uh, purchasing them.
0: I don't know what you're talking about. I'm getting buried in this fucking shirt. Yeah,
1: I just, I just, yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh my god! You know how excited I am. The shirt. Yeah. How this has become so big, I have no idea. This has gotten bigger than I ever thought it would ever get. It is the greatest, it's probably the greatest accomplishment of my life. I get over yeah. <laughs> that, that, that speaks volumes about my life, huh? I'm just kidding. I, it's not hey, 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 hey. You're right. I, you're absolutely right, Jay. Because the greatest accomplishment of my life was selling the wrong portable DVD battery to Stevie Richards.
1: Dancing Stevie one Richards. Of these,
0: one of these nights I'll, I'll have a...
1: Uh, the email is the, f n. m a r k s at gmail.com. Yes. So if you want a shirt, you just you just email us and uh, we have
0: we have Venmo, we have uh, Cash App, we have uh, what's the other one? PayPal, I think. PayPal. Rather than not use PayPal, but you know, I'll make it work. Whatever I got to do. I also accept everything but bits of string. Right. If you don't get the Family Guy reference, then I
1: apologize. Uh, and how much were you? 10 bucks a shirt. Shipping and handling? I'll take care of that. Yeah? Just
0: buy the shirts. All right. $10. $10 a shirt. I was selling them for 20 and nobody wanted to buy them, so I'm selling them for 10 I just need to get rid of them so we can bring in the new products. Right. Especially one that says, yeah, yeah! But, so. um... Uh, Wow. (laughs) We got off the rails a little on that one. Yeah? No, I've never done that in my life. Squirrel? Squirrel. One of the things I did want to bring up really quickly, because we were talking about the AEW things, and I I laughed about this one, because I actually thought somebody that you and I know personally actually sent it. Tommaso Ciampa, yesterday, posted a message that he got, and it says, I'm going to laugh a whole week when WWE fires you, uncharismatic, ball-headed vanilla midget. And I was going to send a screen grab of this to you, but I said I'd rather talk about it with you on the podcast because I want to know is Sean O notorious for having alternative AVs and accounts and he goes after people? Because he's really the only person I could think of off the
1: top of my head who would say what he said to Johnny Gar- uh, to, to, to Tommaso Ciampa. Um, I'm going to say that that probably wasn't Shano but I certainly wouldn't put it past him. F and Mark's Hall of Famer, Shano
0: <laughs> The brains behind the name of the F and Mark. Sean Oda, Sean o. Sean o. I said it all. You off. know, Shano <laughs> You know, if I say his name three times, he might show up like Beetlejuice.
1: Oh, man. Uh, yeah, uh, he, he had an unfortunate run in with, with the Psycho Killer uh, years back, but...
0: I'll kill
1: you. Uh, That's a show
0: I wish I was at.
1: That was a show I, I wish I at. I don't think I was at that show. I was at other shows with Tommaso Chump. I saw him go against Spike Dudley. Yes, I remember you. Count Anywhere, or, uh, I don't know. They fought all around the, the, the arena. It was great. Yes. Uh, anyway.
0: But, uh, yeah. So that was our thought on the Adam Cole thing. Another thing I wanted to ask you about, I really was saving this one for this one. Yeah? So on Monday, on Raw, we saw the unfortunate happenings that happened on Monday.
1: Something's happening.
0: Are you ready for this? Do you need me to go get you a tissue before I ask you yeah, this question? Yeah, yeah. Um, Are you going to? Because I want I, to. Right. I, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll just I'll, let it flow. Elias is no longer going to, to associate himself with the guitar. You're going to be Okay. You know, it's, 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 an, it's an unfortunate thing because it's always one of those things that we always talk about.
1: Whatever. I don't need a pick. Uh, this is a 12-string. It may be out of tune and it'll sound a little different, but... Although he was Elias. You want to talk... I mean, a little of its injury. You want to talk about botched. Rusev was botched. Oh, big time botched. Uh, I mean, Ellis was botched. Uh, the only thing Elias we, was botched.
0: You want to talk about somebody who made the most out of nothing in their careers? It's Elias. Because I've seen the clips of Elias when he was down as Elias. Samson the drifter. Down in NXT. Before he was even the drifter, when he was just a regular dude wearing regular trunks. Yeah. And then he kind of embodied this whole drifter gimmick. And I and I dug it. It was different. And I, I still remember the fact that he was at that NXT show that we were at in Norfolk. And by the way, NXT, anytime, you know, since you're all back on the road, can we get an NXT show back in Hampton Roads, Virginia? I don't ask for a while. Hey,
1: you, you know what? I, I'm, I'm just throwing this out there at this point with what they've done to NXT. Nothing against the performers. Bring AEW to Norfolk. I'll watch them. I won't. So...
0: Because as long as that derpy, derp, derp,
1: derp, derp, well,
0: what if derp, 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 ain't there? I, I, I would need that confirmation. I would need Kenny Omega is in, like, Poland or something.
1: I mean, I, you know, I, I probably know some people that, you know, could make sure that he doesn't arrive. I'm going to tell you right now, because if, if he's there
0: and I'm at the show, I'm probably going to charge the ring and beat the shit out of him. Great. Are you going to give him an RKO? No, I'm not out kidding. of nowhere.
1: No, come gonna, on, come on, Jay.
0: knowing my look, I'm going to probably go into the ring, and they're going to have security come, and I'm probably going to trip on the bottom rope, because it that's be so the, that's going to be the great. Yeah, and I and I know that it's going to be a freaking, is just going to be a freaking whatever it is for you know views and all that stuff, and yeah. Because what would happen is that I would think that I'm going to get over that second rope and go between the top and the second rope to redeem myself from the only other time I ever got into a wrestling ring. And it'll be the time I go into the ring to fight Kenny Omega, and I'll probably, like, I'll probably trip, bust my ass, my face will probably get all bloodied, and I'm just going to look up and it's going to be like, there's the derp. the derp. Derp, 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 derp. derp. Kenny so. Omega's just going to be like this. And I'm going to be like, God, I hate you so much, you motherfucker. <laughs>
1: Uh, <sighs> anyway. Uh, but,
0: yeah. I, I just, I thought that was interesting that Elias did what he did. Because it's another situation where if it's not broken, why are you trying to fix it?
1: Well, the thing is, he's been getting less TV time, so if I were him, all right, got to come up with something different. Just like I, it, it felt like with Otis, like it wasn't broken, but then Vince McMahon broke it. And, uh... I mean, it's great what he's doing now, but it's like he he had a lot left in the tank in the other character he had. There was a lot left in the tank of heavy machinery. Oh, absolutely. And It's because
0: Vince McMahon hates tag team wrestling. At the end of the day, Vince McMahon hates tag team wrestling. I don't care what anybody says.
1: So Yeah, basically Elias was not broken. He got injured and then they they just stopped pushing him when he came back. They put him in that
0: stupid, stupid tag team with Jackson Riker and then broke them up as a tag team. And then had Jackson Riker who was already in hot water because he supported Donald Trump and you know He, he wasn't was,
1: in hot water with Vince, he was in hot water with his co workers.
0: Oh but the fact is, is that you know he 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 had the, the locker room. He was in a he was in a faction, and they brought him in and just kind of threw him in the thing with Elias. And then they had Jackson Riker go over on on uh, Elias, and then Elias is like, I'm gonna get rid of my guitar. Do you think that Eric Biggs? Is the reason why Elias got rid of it. Do you think that played any part of him losing his guitar?
1: It, it could be part of it. Like, alright, there's a, another guitar guy. And he probably isn't upset about it. So I go, alright, well, I'm just going to evolve my character. That, Which it's fine. But again, no, uh, Vince fine. McMahon broke something that wasn't broken. He fixed something that wasn't broken. Yes.
0: I, I agree. And it's... I'm curious to see what... Because ever since you've spoken into... You know, told me to, you know, let it it and pan out. I'm curious to see what happens going forward, but I am not happy by any means.
1: Well, I mean, you know, it looks like it's going to pan out for Otis, but, you know, for every Otis Dosevich, you know, there's a Rusev out there or, or someone else where, you know, it seems like the crowd's getting behind him and like, oh, no, why, why don't we stop this? I mean, Cesaro, the, the start, stop, start, stop, start, stop with him. He's like a 98 Honda Civic. <laughs> but you you put a good deal of momentum yep. behind him, and, and you get him in a title match with Roman Reigns. He looks good. And where is he now? He's
0: fighting six man tag matches in the Intercontinental Mid Card area because it's basically him, Shinsuke, not gonna not gonna not gonna get pushed anymore, and and Big E, the Money in the Bank winner, going up against Apollo and any combination of either like the Dirt Dogs or whatever. um Right, uh, Ziggler and Ruder calling themselves or uh, 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 Sami Zayn or whatever. Sure, broken broken Baron Corbin.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah. So we'll see where Elias goes yes. from here, and and you have to give him time, just like with Bray Wyatt. Yep, you had to give him time.
0: The Dirty Dogs, thank you.
1: Dynamite drop-in,
0: Jessica. Truly appreciate that.
1: Yeah. The
0: Dirty Dogs.
1: Dirty Dogs. All right, so... You want to touch base on uh, Keith Lee real quick? Yeah, let's go with Keith Lee. Now, when he dropped off the the map, you know, I think it was around February or March, people are like, what what the heck is going on here? Because it looked like he was going to be the person that was going to win the U.S. title. Yep. Then it came out, like, he had, <sighs> had COVID, possibly, and, but, like, then he kept on posting these super cryptic, cryptic yeah. tweets, and then he was trying to trademark his name, and WWE was trying to trademark his name, so, it, at least in my view, there was definitely something they weren't happy about with each other. Mm-hmm. Now Keith Lee came out this week and specifically has said he had a long-term impl- impact from when he had COVID, where he had an enlarged heart, mm-hmm. which meant you could get in some serious, serious health issues yep. if you wrestle with that, and
0: you do anything with that.
1: Yeah, I mean, you you, you could you could die. So they kept him out of the ring, and I'm, you know, I'm wondering if, like, you know, I feel healthy, and and WWE doctors are like, you may feel it, but, you know, maybe that was part of the riff, I don't know. But poor Keith Lee sitting at home for all these months, and like, (sighs) as much as I didn't like his documentary and the way he he came off, Mm -hmm. like, it's like.
0: And, and it was interesting. And a an large
1: heart, man. That, that Nothing to mess around with.
0: And I'll tell you, like, it, it, this actually, I think, now I remember, it was actually in January that it had it happen because I remember Mia Yim, he even announced it, that Mia Yim, who was supposed to be in the Women's Royal Rumble, opted out of the Royal Rumble to take care of him while he was sick. So that, you know, power to both of them for that. Um, and it's unfortunate that it happened to Keith Lee because he was really hot when he was, at that point and I do think that he was supposed to I, I I know for a fact he was supposed to win the United States Championship and I know that he'd be a lot better in the a better position than he's in right now than doing this 50-50 booking that he had with uh Karrion 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 Cross. Karrion Kross Cross about a couple of weeks ago and then and then we you know we get Karrion Cross again this past Monday and he goes up against Jeff Hardy with his song back and everybody's all hyped and then Karrion Cross goes over on Jeff Hardy what the fuck are you doing? This is why I can't watch three hours of fucking RAW every Monday. Not in the fact that I'm old, so I don't really make it past nine o'clock anyway. But that's that, that's a whole other story.
1: Except for on it's, Friday. It's, it on sounds, Friday, but like that's
0: better, yeah, because I stay up till ten on Fridays like a like a normal person.
1: Or maybe even tonight
0: eleven. CJ, it sounds a lot better if I tell them that I can't make it through three hours because it's a crappy product than it is because of the fact that I'm usually in bed by, like, 904. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it, it, it is a crappy product it that is a has some product. bright spots. Speaking of which, the brightest spot, in my view, is RK-Bro.
0: I'll, I'll say it's the Hurt Business, but
1: I, I'll, I'll say that's a close second. Well, I mean, is it even the Hurt Business right now? It, it's Bobby Lashley and... and
0: MVP is, is the MVP of Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I, it's 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 unfortunate, and and I, and I will say this. I know I've come out here in the past and said that wrestling fans are wonderful, and on the flip side, wrestling fans can be really, really.
1: I mean, they've gotten the brainless several times on oh, this yeah. show I mean, for how they've reacted to things or acted on things.
0: Believe me, they're gonna come up again. Yeah, at some point in this podcast. All right, but we'll get into that when we get into that.
1: So, um, so I'm happy that Keith Lee is. Uh, healthy enough to be cleared to wrestle and the the issues that he had been dealing with are you know getting better and maybe that's part of the reason why it's like going looks like Keith Lee put on a few pounds i mean he's already a bigger dude and it's like going well if you can't work out because your heart's going to explode like yeah i get it <laughs> say no more where are those cookies
0: <laughs> that would be me no no you can't work out because your heart's going to explode, explode. Don't mind me. I'll be at games right down the road. Yeah. They got, they got, uh, no, I'm going to go into it. Right. I'll be here all day talking about games. Um, but you did bring up RK bro. We got the return of Randy Orton after a slight sabbatical that he had taken. Yeah. Like a month and a half. And I, and I love the fact that he has that douchebag mustache. Oh, and oh, protein. oh yeah. The, and I'm hey, like, it looks oh my terrible. God. Terrible. And I remember he came out cause obviously I was watching raw and I like oh Nicole. Why did he come out with this look again? It wasn't a good look the last time he had it.
1: That's terrible. It's he's terrible. Randy Orton.
0: You're right, and Randy Orton can do just
1: about anything because Randy Orton is Randy Orton. He he. I mean, he's not Chris Jericho, where like Jericho makes everything work. Uh, it's not a great look, but you know, if nothing else, it does stand out.
0: Yeah, just like when Chris Jericho came out with the beer belly. <laughs> When Chris Jericho came out looking like me with long hair and no beard, that was when I was like, eh, it's... damn, Chris, you're still the go-to of goats who's go-to more than goats have ever go-to in the history of Goat Dome. But you just took a little bit of a, you're still on the Rushmore and you got nothing to worry about, but my lord. It's bad enough that I felt a connection with Kevin Owens because he's wrestling in gym shorts and has a gut and a beard, and I was like, I could relate to this guy. And then I realized he was a giant baby. <laughs> but like now, Chris Jericho, I feel a lot better about myself because Chris Jericho comes out with his freaking, his definitely, whatever it was. Yeah, get back on DDP yoga, drop the vodka, and get back on DDP yoga, Chris. Right, you're still a goat though, and I still, I still, you're still one of my all time favorites. All right, but you know, Randy did come back, and we get the bro and all this stuff, and they were talking about how this all came about and everything, and. And, and Riddle even talked about, like, how backstage, like, him and Randy at first didn't see eye to eye because Randy Orton's, like, this serious guy and all this stuff. And Matt Riddle shows up with the flip-flops on a scooter and just, he's like, bro, and he's fun. And I love Matt Riddle. I do. He's one of my favorites. And I love the fact that he even brought up that him and Randy have gotten to, like, get al- or getting along with each other and everything. And they had their match, you know, uh, on, on Monday. And at the end of it, you know, Randy Orton hits an RKO on on, on Riddle. But it is what it is because it's Randy Orton and he's RKO'd. Name me a wrestler in WWE that Randy Orton has not RKO'd. I'll wait. Right. Because we talk about how the people that Steve Austin has stunned over the years. I think that the Randy Orton one is just as impressive with RKOs. Yeah. He's RKO'd at least three of the McMahons. Yeah, and that's not in counting Triple H. God only knows how many times he's RKO'd Triple H over the years. Right. He RKO'd Ric Flair.
1: Speaking of which, uh, Ric Flair, <laughs> I mean, this is a shocker. Two in the pink and one in the stink? Uh, Ric Flair uh, is believed to be going to AEW at some point. <sighs> One thing I will say for AEW is when they bring in the aging superstars, they actually, in my view, book them correctly, where like they use them to put the rub on the new talent. Like What they've done with Sting and Darby Allin is freaking fantastic. Right. And, and what they've done by bringing the old school guys to be managers for people, for the most part, has worked.
0: Minus the, the Tully Blanchard at 67 getting in the ring. Although he didn't look terrible in the ring, I'll give nope. him that for sixty-seven. But like, yes, I loved how they've they've incorporated Arn Anderson and 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 Tully Blanchard and Jake the Snake and even Diamond Dallas Page has, has played has done a little rub off in the. So you
1: know, I, I, I think AEW would actually do the right thing with Ric Flair I, and you uh, know I, I I think back to when Flair was in Impact and he had some moments in Impact that were good. Woo! The woo-off was one of the greatest things. I loved his No Holds Bard match with uh, McFoley Foley uh, down in Impact. That was a freaking great, like, freaking just train wreck. Like, not train wrecking a, like, bad, like, train wreck, like everything got destroyed around them. I freaking loved it. But, like, you know, it never qu- quite felt right. And, and, you know, part of that, I think, for me was... Ric Flair, like, kind of trashed and talked like TNA meant nothing and it was nothing uh, a few years before he went to TNA when it was like, oh, I need money, I need somebody to sign me. And, and I felt like it was disingenuous Wasn't for Ric Flair to trash the place and then all of a sudden, like, shows up. I need a job. and um,
0: But think about this, when he went to Impact, was it, was it him or Hogan that took their Hall of Fame ring off and threw it in the ring? Or threw it on the ground. I knew one of them, like, took off their Hall of Fame ring and threw it on. I want to say it was Ric Flair. And he sat there and he blasted WWE. And I'm like, bro, everybody comes back. You can't napalm. It's not a good look professionally if you napalm where you were. You might have felt a different way. If they treated you a different way, that's fine. But you're fucking Ric Flair. You're 9 million years old. You've been around so long that you were actually the only person to beat Abraham Lincoln in a wrestling match. That you know, it's and, and now when
1: Adam you know called it dirt, yeah, he was like woo, he, he was like Adam, Adam, that dirt costs less than my shoes,
0: woo, yeah, the pterodactyl flying, I'll come up with something. I'll, uh, give me, a, give me, a, give me a week. I'll come up with something for that.
1: But I think AEW will use Ric Flair correctly. And Ric Flair uh, has not trashed AEW. Uh, Does he end up with his future son-in-law at some point? Does he end up somewhere else? Does he align himself with someone to specifically go after Cody Rhodes because Cody Rhodes is managed by Arn Anderson?
0: do they just go and get Ole and J.J. Dillon and just bring back the four horsemen and have them be in AEW?
1: I, the only way I would support Oli Anderson coming back to professional wrestling is if he is the Black Scorpion. No. And he comes after Cody.
0: Ric Flair needs to come out as the Black Scorpion. And, I, and I'll say this, I'm going to play devil's advocate with what you're saying, that you think that AEW is going to book Ric Flair... The way Ric Flair was making it sound like he was going to wrestle in AEW at 71 or 72 years of age. Ric Flair.
1: He's not going to be in a wrestling match. He's not. Tony Khan doesn't want somebody to die in the ring. I'm not saying he's not going to get physical. He's not going to have a damn match. If...
0: Rick Flair, he's not gonna have. A if Rick Flair, if Rick Flair wrestles a match in AEW, like I'm predicting, just like I predicted, Nia Jax blowing up both ACLs, and you <laughs> predicted the Punjabi Prison, which I know we're getting for a second time. I can feel it. Oh, I
1: absolutely. can't wait.
0: I can't wait either. Oh, who am I kidding? If Rick Flair wrestles a match, an actual wrestling match in AEW, like I think he's going to. I gotta think of something. All right, I'll, I'll think of something.
1: Alright I'll come up with something If Rick Flair Something she, stupid if, that you know, I have to def- do
0: I don't know if it's gonna be something It could be something we both do Well I know Yeah Maybe I'll have you maybe, maybe if Ric Flair wrestles a wrestling match You dress up like Ric Flair for an entire episode of the podcast Alright And you gotta talk like Ric Flair The entire podcast Okay And I will drag that bitch out for four and a half hours <laughs> I'm kidding I would never do such a thing
1: But You act like that's a punishment
0: What four and a half hours of listening to me talk
1: No uh, uh, Being Ric Flair
0: no, but I got to think of something.
1: I mean, I, would I mean ju- with the robe.
0: I mean, like, you imagine being in the podcast room and it's like the middle of August, and you got the robe on. And wait, even better. If Ric Flair wrestles a match in AEW, you have to do the entire podcast dressed up and talking like the Black Scorpion. All right, Sting. Or, or I mean, it could either be the Black Scorpion, or it could be
1: um primetime brian lee
0: no i'm I'm never subjected to that i i have too much respect for you to have you do that um it's either it's either that or yeah we'll go with that Uh, that's something anyway anyway
1: anyway moving forward moving forward forward. it's almost smackdown time too yes i know so flair
0: is going to wrestle a match in aew i'm calling it right now
1: okay is he going to go against sting He's not even going to have a match. He's going to have a
0: match. the thing. match
1: he had against Sting and Impact was a, a, a train wreck, and they edited the thing. Like, I watched it, and I'm like going, well, that sucked.
0: Ooh, Jessica says that if Ric Flair wrestles a match, she wants you to dress up and talk with the macho man. Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, I got the hat going, so.
0: Yeah? Yeah. The cream always rises it's to the, the top. top. Oh, yeah. I see. That wouldn't be a punishment. Savage. Well, uh, I hate I mean, I'd have to. I'd have to. I mean, we did that to go to Norfolk or somewhere to get some coke, do a bunch of lines. I, I've never done coke, by the way, so I don't even know if that's even how it would work. But I'm, I'm I'm assuming that's what it would be to talk like the macho man. You gotta have the coke, yeah, right. But
1: yeah, right. So,
0: anything else from uh, Monday Night Raw? I,
1: I mean, we, we we got more Goldberg Lashley stuff, and it, hey, I'm. Uh, I'm looking forward to the match, but the, the build has not, like, it it hasn't.
0: It's been lackluster. I would say both title matches for SummerSlam have both been really lackluster. In fact, the, the match that has been booked the best heading into SummerSlam is Edge and Seth Rollins. Yeah. And I can't fucking wait. I am so excited for that match because I think that Rollins and Edge, even Edge at his age with his injury issues and the fact he hasn't wrestled, you know, he's wrestled sparingly over the last decade. I think they're still going to have the best match of the night because Seth Rollins is that damn good and Edge can still go.
1: Right. So
0: I'm excited for that match. They've booked that so well and we're going to see what they do going forward heading into tonight. And I really am curious to see what they're going to do going in tonight with uh, the fact that they really have not booked the scene of Roman Reigns' Master SummerSlam very well, either.
1: Hopefully, the, the this next two weeks, will will get a better build-up to that.
0: Oh, speaking of which, you know what else we got on SmackDown tonight?
1: What? A contract signing! Oh.
0: It's like, come on, it's, when was the last time they had a contract signing on SmackDown? It had to have been forever ago that they had a contract signing on SmackDown.
1: Like, what, A week? Yeah! Yeah! Baron
0: Corbin fucked it up. <laughs> Just like he fucked up his life. And that shirt he's wearing.
1: Which is still the best part about it. Yes, oh, I know. It's, it's the, the best stain. part stain, it. Yeah, the stain, the stain
0: is. Stain. I told Nicole that I was going to dress up like Baron Corbin for the podcast tonight, but then I'm kind of glad because if I had to wear pants, I'd be in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> I think for one episode of the podcast, I'm going to dress up like Baron Corbin.
1: Well, I mean, coming soon, we're, we're going to be at a new location, so...
0: Are we finally going to parts unknown?
1: We might be going to parts unknown. I mean, there there might be a little bit of time shift where, you know. But we'll get into that later.
0: Yeah, we'll figure that out. Uh, but yeah. I'm not I'm not overly concerned.
1: Yeah. So, you know, next week we'll figure out when we're doing the podcast. It'll probably be on Friday night because Saturday is book solid. Saturday. And and Sunday is book solid next week for me. Hmm. And the brainless one. Yep. And, uh, and SummerSlam's on Saturday, so we need to get our predictions in and all that stuff. Yep. So I'm excited. Yeah? I'm excited for next weekend. I, really I like it. am. It's going to be fucking awesome.
0: Yeah, I know. And I know what's going to happen, too. At some point next weekend, your dad's going to offer me a Klondike bar. Uh,
1: he probably will be. Uh, uh, beyond that, another thing I'm super excited about next Sunday is when you find out what your entrance music is.
0: Should we tell everybody what's happening next Sunday, or do you want we to keep can that? T- you know
1: what, that's fine. Uh, so next Sunday, for for all two people that are tuning in, I am actually getting married.
0: Yeah, yeah. So Holy so, shit! Why did, why are you dropping this bombshell on me now?
1: Right, right. I'm kidding. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah I'm getting uh married next Sunday, uh, and. We got rehearsal on Saturday. I've also got kickball playoffs next Saturday. Oh, shit. Are you shitting me? Yep. Yeah. So, oh, really like, fuck. Saturday, like, uh, uh, no time. So, uh, so yeah. Uh,
0: and, and, and the reason why I'm kind of tied up for next weekend is, you know, that's typically what happens when somebody gets married is that, you know, all the people involved in the wedding are also busy that weekend.
1: Yeah. The brainless best man. The
0: brainless, I am the brainless best man. And I hate to take this opportunity because, you know, it is today, um, technically. Yeah. Um, but also, since you brought it up, uh, in three months today, on November 13th, I also, the brainless one, will be getting married. That's fucking wild that we're getting married, like, three months apart.
1: Yeah. It's like having twin marriages. The
0: only difference between my, my marriage and your marriage is that my best man is not brainless. And he, has yeah. to, and he has to wear his hat that he wears during the podcast. Right. Oh, spoiler alert. Yeah. Jay's the best man in my wedding, too. So so, so I'm, I'm excited for next week because, all of, uh, you know, the family's coming down. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm excited. I don't think you understand the excitement level I have over the fact that Jacinta's going to be here this weekend. <laughs> I mean, and no
1: you're going to meet my brother in yeah, person. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That might be mark-out moment of the year next weekend. <laughs> you have no idea how excited I'm going to be, Scotty. This is so, a long time coming. So and, uh, you,
1: you know, I, may, maybe we'll go on the podcast page, may, maybe like a half oh, hour before, and just be like, or expect
0: definitely expect pictures. Yeah, definitely, because I I can't I can't like the, the face I'm gonna make when I meet Scotty though, and if the planets align perfectly, cousin Colin might be there too. You
1: you you never know. As of now, I have heard cousin Colin will not be there. But. Sad. It's fine. So. It, it's fine. Fran, I'm going to have a talk with Fran. I got a week. Right?
0: A week. She keeps popping up as a suggestion on Facebook, so I might okay. have as well. Yeah. So. But, yeah. Good all right. shit next week. So, Anything else we want to run through? I mean, we did talk about Rampage was debuting tonight.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: I love the fact that they did a the little video package for Rampage, and there's all these lightning bolts, and Orange Cassidy's like, I didn't realize how much lightning was in this or whatever. Something, he said something. I'm like, I fucking love this dude.
1: So, uh, you know, the elephant in the room, as far as all this goes, I mean, so I'm just going to make a quick prediction for tonight. Christian Cage uh, either wins by disqualification or he gets screwed over in this match. Otherwise, why would you tune into All Out? Why would you do that? So they're going to have some sort of screwy finish here. Christian Cage... Uh, is going to show up on Impact Wrestling for the first time, in, uh, I think it's like 13 or 14 years coming up soon. Yep. So maybe the the these storylines are going to be a Intertwine, part of each yeah. other. So I got I got a feeling that we may get the debut of a big name tonight. All right. Well, what make the prediction? I mean, the show's oh, I got to uh, make a prediction. Okay, it's right. happening in two I'll, hours, make, I'll man. make a
0: prediction. I'll make a prediction about Rampage tonight. Kenny Omega, this is the first time in the history of professional wrestling derp, 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 that derp. the main event is a battle of derp faces. <laughs> for a World Heavyweight Championship.
1: Because I couldn't
0: think of any other time where there was a derp versus a derp. Derp. Because the only two I could think of off the top of my head are, unfortunately, Christian and Kenny Omega. I don't think Christian's a derp face. You know what's funny? Like, I know that Vince McMahon wanted a blue dot on his face. Well, I know that Vince didn't think that he had the the look of it. So I it was like, and I looked at it, and it's even funny because like even the wrestling game I had when he was in it, he looked like he looked like he had a dirt face. I went, oh my god, he's a dirt face, which is the reason why he's not getting pushed because he's a derp. Which is the battle of the derps tonight.
1: Like his Arnie, <coughs> please. So yeah, uh, so so my main, who is debuting tonight? Dana Bryan. Say it a little louder.
0: Daniel Bryan, Brian I'm sorry, Danielson, Bryan Danielson. All right. You know who else is going to debut tonight that nobody's expecting? Who? The Iconics. Okay. I'm calling it right now. All right. I don't know if their contracts are up or not, but if they are, I'm expecting them to be there tonight. Okay. But they'll be in a. I can almost. I'm almost. They're
1: supposed to be with Doctor Britt Baker allegedly as part of a faction. Not that we need more factions, but there aren't really female factions, and having. One female faction, I'm fine with. Now, if they get rid of the 58 other ones that they have in the men's division, or at least get rid of, you know, 49 of them, so there's only nine factions instead of 58, you know, I think that'd be great. Yeah? Yeah?
0: Kind of like Brainless Face.
1: Bruh. Yeah? Thanks, Chris Brown. Do we
0: have to put you on a milk carton again, Chris? Jeez Louise.
1: Well, the poor guy had issues with his computer before, so. That's, so, good.
0: that's, that's, such, that's not such good shit. Who am I kidding?
1: Uh, but, yeah, we, we, we missed Chris Brown chiming in on the podcast.
0: FM Marks Hall of Famer, Chris Brown.
1: Absolutely. Uh, so, th- those are a couple of quick predictions for, for Rampage, uh, but. Does Rampage Jackson come out today? <laughs> I'm kidding. I wouldn't. I'm not putting it beyond them. He had his running uh, impact. Yes, he did. Does Jeff Jarrett show up tonight? Does JoJo show up tonight? Uh, Jeff Jarrett's still working for WWE, man. No, he's not. He got released. When? He quietly released Jeff Jarrett back in April. No, 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 no. Yeah? No. You sure? 100% sure. Uh, Jeff Jarrett has a contract that allows him to do outside bookings, and I saw a story specifically last week that said no, Jeff Jarrett is still with WWE, but he is. Speaking of people I
0: hated when they were in WWE, I fucking hated Jeff Jarrett. I'm sorry, I didn't like Jeff Jarrett. He was just, just something about him. I just didn't like him.
1: Yeah. So he 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 played his character right.
0: Yes, we'll go with that. Right. But Ted DiBiase played his character right, and I love Ted DiBiase.
1: Am I right? Or am and right? I right? And I, I didn't right.
0: respect it. Yeah. Right right, right. right. Right.
1: And because of Ted Di- Di- DiBiase's mistake. We got two characters instead of one.
0: That we did. And we also got the debut of
1: Rob Van D'Ale.
0: Oh, fuck yes. So I think that's, that's all the, the news and notes that we needed to for this week. Yeah. Should we do some good, some bad? And sure. So what was your
1: good for this week, Cousin Jay? Uh, you know, my good for this week, I'm going to go with Johnny Gargano and uh, Candice LeRae. Congratulations uh, to to the two of them on what will be soon to be a bundle of joy in, in the way and and the Gargano family. And uh, I think Jeff may finally get surpassed as the number one fan of Johnny Gargano.
0: Wrong, never happened.
1: You don't think their kids going to be a bigger fan of them? No,
0: come on. I I don't even think Candice Lerae can satisfy Gargano as much as I think Jeff could. <laughs> Let's just, Jay, you were not there when Johnny Gargano won the NXT title from Adam Cole and NXT Takeover. You know, it took me three weeks to clean the freaking stains out of the walls and the ceiling. Like, how did he get stains in the ceiling? But anyway,
1: Itchy uh, again,
0: congratulations to Candace and Johnny on the new bundle of joy that's going to be uh, entering their family. For me, my good for this week, I'm going with Baron Corbin. He has been f- fucking, I love it. I love what he's doing. He's going out there, and he's just killing it. And it's that stain on the shirt that keeps selling it. I love this fact, even though the fact that it's so stupid and prototypical WWE booking, where the guy who doesn't have a job, doesn't have any money, is out there as a heel getting booed, and the good guy who's making fun of him and not helping him out is getting cheered. But either way, I love this Baron Corbin character, and I cannot wait to see how it goes. All right. What do you got for bads? uh
1: i'm I'm going with guitarless elias i uh, I will do a wait and see approach as far as what they do with the character uh but Elias with the guitar should have been a more over thing than vince McMahon allowed it to be. I would love to see elias in a e w and utilize to his fullest extent he had According to the Brainless One, the greatest performance at WrestleMania. Oh, I
0: loved it. I've watched it almost as much as I've watched... No, no, never mind. Not
1: even close. So, I... I, This was a Vince McMahon botch. Big time. The... I, I think he could pivot and do something good, but I'd... You know, at this point, I'd rather see a guy like Elias in AEW allowed to be himself, but I just don't see it happening for a while, so that's my bad for this week.
0: Uh, my bad for this week goes to the 12 people who lost their jobs last week. Right at, and, it's just, and, and it's not even just the fact that they lost their jobs last week from NXT. It's just that everything else that has come along with the losses from NXT, the fact that they're going to get rebranded and everything, and the fact that these releases happened the same night that Adam Cole was getting possibly a new contract for more money from Vince McMahon... To either stay in NXT or come to the main roster, obviously we'll see going forward. Obviously, he's got his match against Kyle O'Reilly in the, uh, the Take three... Takeover. Yeah, a takeover in the three faces uh, of death or whatever it is. Right. They're going to have a, you know, three different matches and all that stuff. But um, I just think that the releases was... It was just bad. I really do. Because I have a very special brain list because it would have got my brain list this week.
1: Well, I, I'm going with that for my brain list this week. And it comes down to all of the things involved. The fact that Triple H is getting blamed for this, I'm like, Vince McMahon, the whole genesis of this is you. The way you run things and the way that you treat your talent and, oh, well, I don't see something in them. Hey, I know that you're the owner of the biggest professional wrestling company in the world and you've done it successfully for 40 years. Sometimes somebody has an idea and sometimes somebody actually can get over, I mean, Zack Ryder woo woo woo. was punished for getting himself over. Like, they gave him a cup of coffee to like appease the fans, but then they punished him for getting himself over. Rusev was punished for getting frickin' Rusev Day over.
0: Damien Sandow.
1: They should have won the tag team titles. Him and Aiden English should have won the tag team titles. Did you hear that crowd in Boston? That's all they wanted. That is all they wanted that night. And Vince McMahon, because Rusev got something like that over, and like he thought that they were making fun of Rusev when they were saying Rusev Day. Why did everybody buy the damn shirt? That if is you the say fastest
0: the shirt ever sold out on WWE shop was Rusev Day.
1: I owned it. So... Like, if Vince McMahon's all about money, all about money, it's like, Rusev was making you money hand over fist. Hand over fist. And you screwed that up because he got himself over. Vince McMahon, you were the problem that caused AEW. Yep. Not Triple H. Uh, Could Triple H have done things a little differently with NXT? Possibly, but guess what? It's not just that, Vince. It's the fact that there were a whole bunch of wrestling fans sitting on the sidelines because they don't want to watch your product. Yep. Sometimes it's because of crappy booking. Sometimes it's crappy storylines. But sometimes it's the shit you do. Yep. For me, like I had to do some soul-searching after like the Saudi Arabia stuff. I'm like, oh, am I going to even watch this anymore? I don't know if I can, because there are a lot of black marks on WWE over the years. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. So, anyway, the whole situation with NXT and people getting released. NXT's making WWE money. And guess what, Vince? You don't win every war. And guess what? You didn't even give them a long enough time to overcome it. You were losing for 83 Weeks. Yep. Straight. Yep. And the a- a- NXT versus AEW hasn't even been going on for eighty three weeks. Yep. You just admitted defeat. Yep.
0: Yeah, I don't think A.E.W.'s really been on TV for longer than a year,
1: has it? Uh, it, it, it it'll be two years in September. Hasn't really been two years, holy shit. So what's up Tommy? F and Marks Hall of Famer. How you doing? An OG
0: F and Marks Hall yeah. of Famer.
1: Hey, he listened to even the audio-only audio, uh, podcast from the first. That's why I said he's the OG. So He was part of that first Hall of Fame class. Yeah.
0: And I, and I agree 100% with everything you said. I really do. And, you know, to top it off is, like, these executives, especially with all the stuff that's happening with NXT and with, like, Bray Wyatt, the executives at USA and Fox are, are like, shitting their pants because they're like, we're giving all this money to Vince McMahon, and they're cutting, like, these high quality, especially with Bray Wyatt. But the fact is, they got rid of twelve people in NXT. So now that these people are trying to figure out what the hell is going on with WWE, why should we keep giving them money for their product every week? You but, know, they're so, but they're in like contracts for like another like
1: three years. Three years, yep. and well, there was a there was a lot of discussion behind the scenes because both USA Network and Fox wanted The Fiend on their show. Yep. That was a big like thing and then you know not even halfway through this contract the dude's gone not only is he gone but like he he had been injured in some way whether it was strictly mental health or he actually had you know an an actual injury we don't know it's not not super clear right but more or less bray wyatt has not hadn't been on tv very much of this contract it uh, with, with Fox and with USA Network, but he was fought over, and then they're like, "Well, you sold us on this guy, you sold us on Braun Strowman, and you sold us on these other people, and you've gotten rid of a bunch of them." What the? Yep.
0: So let's get to my brainless real quick. All right, my brainless goes to this one AEW fan, and I wish I knew what it was. I think his name was AEW Number One Fan or something like that. And he came out, and he's just like these prototypical AEW fans, where he just sits there and just knocks WWE for all the stuff they do and defend everything that AEW does, no matter what it is. And he came out, and his argument was, and I quote, WWE, this is how I knew the 52 wrestlers got released this year. He said, of the 52 wrestlers who were released from WWE this year, how many of them have actually come to AEW? Oh, a whopping two. And it was Alistair Black, and I don't remember who the other person was. I can't think of it off the top of my head. But he said, like Paul White and Mark Henry, they don't count because they weren't really being used, and their contracts just kind of left, and they just kind of left WWE to do their thing. But of the fifty-two wrestlers that have come, you know, have left AE, for WWE to go to AEW, now fired have been from, released. Have been released. Only two of them went to AEW. So I went in there and I said, and this is how you know it's bad: when the brainless one shuts you up, that's when you know it's bad because I went in there and I said how many of those 52 wrestlers that were released in 2021 by WWE that's what it was Russo thank you how many of those guys from WWE are still under their 30 or 90 day non-compete clause kind of hard for you to work for another company when you're not allowed to because you're at cuz contra- you're contractually obligated Ob- obligated
1: it. yeah now a lot of those contractual obligations for the folks that were released around WrestleMania time are up so but there, we might see a couple of those but I think we've still got some days left before Braun Strowman is officially free
0: right same thing with Bray Wyatt you know like Aleister Black was just, it was just a circumstance that actually benefited him more than anybody ever thought it would because um, all the other people who were released with Aleister Black still have at least another month month and a half maybe two months to, to go before they can are, are free to go wherever they have to go sure So, I just, I thought it was silly that it was like, you know, some of these guys have these non-compete clauses, and, you know. Yeah. The fact that I had to shut him up was the reason why he got my brainless.
1: Okay. So,
0: and I hate AEW fans. Yeah? But, anyway, so if you like what you've seen, whether you are a first-time watcher or somebody like Jessica or F.M. Marks Hall of Famer Tommy or Nicole, make sure you like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, Follow us on Instagram and subscribe to us at YouTube at the letter T, the letter H, the letter E, letter F, the letter, letter N, M-A-R-K-S-D, F, and Marks. If you'd like, follow, and subscribe to us, we will do the same. Back, that has always been our
1: mantra. Mantra. Yeah. Uh, and also, we are on Spotify. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on all sorts of places. So you can take us on the road. So if you're not able to watch, mm-hmm. you can listen to us. Uh, Babylon, about just about anything, professional wrestling. Kenny uh, Omega. Uh, Clash of the Champions 13, primetime Brian Lee, the Black Scorpion. The opening match at WrestleMania 28. Yeah.
0: The gimmick battle royal where the Iron Sheik is still on his way to the ring at WrestleMania 38. And because of the fact that I don't want the streak to end. Slapjack! Yeah! I had to say, I had to get it in there. Because we get Clash 13 in there all the time, and we got to get uh, slap Slapjack.
1: So. And, uh, Uh, So we're on all those. Obviously, we go live on the F and Marks page. We go live on the All Elite Marks page every week. Make sure you set up notifications so when we're live, you can join in with the conversation and share the conversation so everybody else could be brainless-sized. And just
0: like I said last week, uh, I'm trying to figure out when we're going to debut the new show that is going to be happening either Wednesdays or Thursdays. I think we're leaning more towards Wednesdays. It could be Thursdays. You know, things change. Yeah. Um, And once we get, like, an idea of what we're going to do each and every week and all that stuff put together, make sure you go to our Facebook page, and that's where we're going to announce it. And obviously I'll announce it on Twitter as well. So whatever we decide to do so you can get more Brainless every single week, we will let you know when that new show is going to be happening.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think that's it. I think that's it. Wait. Wait. There's one more thing. What's that brainless one? Because if there was somebody who owns a record better
0: than Slapjack, here's one guy in particular. Who Who's is that? That's because today, Friday the 13th in August of 2021, at an astonishing 2,392 days, FM Mark all ever- I is still alive in the 2015 Royal
1: Rumble. Iron <laughs> Cheek will be in the ring. At WrestleMania 38. And Curtis Axel is still alive, Tommy! In the 2015 Royal Rumble!
0: You can't get eliminated if you don't enter! So he's still alive! 2,392. Tommy! Yeah! You know I love you, Tommy. Alright. So for episode 234 of the
1: FMRS Podcast... I'm Jay. And I am the brainless one. Make sure you wake up! with your guac up. All right, enjoy SmackDown. Yeah! Enjoy Rampage. And yeah! And we'll see if what we said will come true and we'll see you next week. Yeah! Before SummerSlam! Yeah! 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 We sound like that Usher song.
0: Yeah! Yeah! Yeah!